and welcome to Additive Insight, your source for 3D printing and additive manufacturing intelligence from the TCT Magazine editorial team. I'm your host, Laura Griffiths, Deputy Group Editor at TCT, and today we bring you an interview with Vicky Holt, President and CEO at global digital manufacturing company Protolabs. As the company marks its 21st anniversary this year, we talked to Vicky about advances in additive manufacturing, how end-to-end solutions are part of Protolab's DNA, and why answers to sustainability challenges are going to come from technology. If you like what you hear, you can listen to the podcast on a variety of platforms, subscribe for your free print magazine, and get the latest AM news delivered straight to your inbox every week by visiting tctmagazine.com. Thank you very much for joining me today, Vicky. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Protolabs has just celebrated its 21st anniversary just a few weeks ago. Um, I remember you tweeting on the day that the world's in such a different place now to what it was back then, 21 years ago, but the company's vision remains the same. Can you tell us a little bit about how you first came to Protolabs? Sure. So I joined Protolabs in 2014, um, and at that point, I'd already had about 35 years of experience in the manufacturing sector, mostly mm-hmm. in the material space, but also some discrete manufacturing. And most recently, I'd been the CEO of another plastics processing company. And um, they were looking for a new um, CEO. And I was extremely attracted to the company because it's so unique and right at mm-hmm. the at the leading edge of this digital transformation that mm-hmm. we're part of. And as I peeled the onion, I was even more intrigued, not only by the technology and our space as a disruptive technology company serving manufacturing, but also the incredible culture in the people that are Mm -hmm. at Purple Labs. And so I was sold. And so I've been there since 2014. And you mentioned digital there. I mean, in our industry of manufacturing, we're so very used to talking about digital manufacturing. Can you just share what digital manufacturing means from Protolab's perspective and the benefits that it offers, particularly in our world that's a very demanding, fast-paced world where consumers and companies demand products so much faster? Yeah, that's a great question, Laura, because it is does mean different things to different companies, depending on how they're using all the digital technologies that are available to us. Mm-hmm. At Protolabs, digital manufacturing means end-to-end digitization of a digital thread of information that starts right from the beginning when our customers interface with us on e-commerce mm-hmm. and they upload a computer-aided design or a CAD file. And that data is what our proprietary software analyzes in detail with parallel computing in order to understand how we're going to make that part, turn around a quote for that part, and then once the customer finalizes their order, that same digital thread moves all the way through our manufacturing process Mm -hmm. and allows us to manufacture custom parts in as little as a day in very low volumes. And and very economically. So that speed and the scalability around which we can produce custom parts is fully enabled with the digital model. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned then, digital thread, that's such a kind of um, a key word that that we're hearing a lot in the industry at the minute. And you've previously shared how Protolab set out from the very beginning to be a digital manufacturer. So do you think that starting out so early on with that digital mindset has, has helped the company to pinpoint and seize those new opportunities like 3D printing, like recognizing the digital thread, for example? Absolutely. So it's in our DNA to always think about a process 
from end to end and how we can use software and technology to allow it to flow in a very lean fashion, just like lean manufacturing, but enabled with digitization. So when we see what processes we want to add to our portfolio to help our companies bring their products to market faster, we also look at where that we can apply that digital thread. 3D mm-hmm. printing was a very logical addition because it is a very digital process as it mm-hmm. was designed. And so manufacturing, and of course, the world in general has experienced many technology changes um, in, in the time that Protolabs has existed, but also just in the time that, that you've been leading the company. So what are some of the biggest changes or, or breakthroughs that you've seen in that time that have made you go, wow, that, that's really, that's really going to make a huge difference? Yeah. So I think there's a couple of things that um, have, have really allowed manufacturing to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, one, of course, is the fact that um, the digital thread is becoming much more part of how we think as companies mm-hmm. and how we exchange with each other. It's becoming mm-hmm. much more um, uh, acceptable to be able to do business in a B2B environment through e-commerce, which frankly, even when I first joined the company was more of a challenge. And today, somewhat enabled, believe it or not, by this pandemic, is companies are very, very much more comfortable doing business on Um, Mm e-com. I also think that um, the use of 3D printing is is another thing that will continue to grow. At Protolabs, we are leaning into 3D printing. It still represents only about 13% of our sales revenue, uh, but it is growing. And the technology continues to expand and we continue to invest in that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think overall, the use of, um, of e-commerce and the use of digitization, digital models and the openness that manufacturers have to be adaptable so that they can take advantage of digital models is something that's really going to help move this forward. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you mentioned the the current pandemic then, and I I want to touch more on that a little bit later on. But I I think you are right that it has really, um, you know, it's kind of given those technologies um, an opportunity to to really show their worth. And I think a lot of people are getting on board with that at the minute. Um, How do you help more traditional customers, those who are more used to communicating in 2D, for example, to transition that thinking into digital? Is, Is it a case of if companies are not thinking digitally already, then they're already kind of falling behind the curve? So first, I do think companies need to begin to think digitally, and if they're not, they're not they will fall behind, behind the curve. Mm-hmm. However, I think companies are different with how they want to seize digitization. Um, I think they first need to ask themselves, what problem are they trying to solve? Mm-hmm. And then how can software and, tech, and hardware and technology help solve those problems? And, and bring a, a solution, whether that solution be a value proposition for their customers mm-hmm. or a better way for them to operate. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we try to do at Protolabs. We, we bring solutions to our customers. We try to understand what are their problems? Are they trying to accelerate in, innovation? Do they have challenges with supply chain or a supply chain disruption? Mm-hmm. Do they want to economically be able to produce Um, in a a business where they have uncertain demand and they need to be able to respond quickly. Mm -hmm. If you understand what problem they need to solve, then we can help them with what technologies are best to help them solve that problem. 
I think that's such a, an important part because it's about finding what the challenges are and, and, and how you solve that problem with technology rather than um, just using technology for technology's sake, for example. Because I know that in 3D printing for a long time, it felt like, you know, if a company could just say, oh, we're using 3D printing, that that, that was kind of a, a, enough of a sales point of view. But no, it's really about finding the value application that, that there is within that technology. Absolutely. And in 3D printing, you know, we see, um, we see the technology bringing value in a couple of areas. It certainly in its roots was around prototyping. And we still mm-hmm. see an awful lot of um, prototyping solutions where a designer designs something, they just need something in their hand to see what it's going to look like and how it's going to fit. Mm-hmm. But more and more, we're seeing company uh, manufacturers look at the actual structure of the product Mm-hmm. And how could I design that product in a way that gives me another major business advantage, whether it be light weighting, whether it be energy efficiency, whether and, 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 and when you have 3D printing, you have complete design flexibility. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can design for 3D printing. So Protolabs is set up to deliver fast turnaround on 3D printing, CNC machining, injection molding, specifically for custom prototypes and low volume production runs. Can you talk about the significance of being this one stop shop for manufacturing throughout that entire product lifecycle? Absolutely. It's very valuable to companies and and entrepreneurs, by the way, who have an idea Mm -hmm. and they want to bring it all the way to to market. And so we can work with that um, in that product developer to try to think, where are you going with this product? And let's start first with the technology that makes sense at this point in time in your product lifecycle. But then as you begin to commercialize and then get grow, we can stick with you all the way through um, mm-hmm. production and even end of life often. So we work very well with customers throughout that product lifecycle because of the breadth of, of, of processes that we can cover. So we can cover relatively high volumes as well as low volumes. Mm -hmm. And it must be great, particularly um, in a year where you're celebrating such a significant anniversary then to know that um, as a company that started out as as this small business itself and has has grown to this this huge organization to know that these technologies are now kind of helping, as you said, entrepreneurs and smaller businesses to get their ideas realized. That's a big part of um, the purpose that we have as a culture. And and that is that value that we can bring companies. And the fact that we've used digital technologies, it has, as you said, allowed us to scale and be able to do that scale. Just to give you a little bit of a feeling for that, we have over 170 3D printing machines um, uh, around the world, 120 are here in North America. We have um, over 700 CNC machines that all operate via very digital processes connected by Ethernet cables where um, information is flowed into that machine to determine how to make a part. So mm-hmm. that kind of scale, over 250 injection molding presses around the world. So that kind of scale is all enabled by the digitization of the processes, and that allows us to bring our customers the solutions that they need. So mm-hmm. we're very proud of that. And that, that is an absolutely huge number of, of 3D printing systems you've just said there. I mean, has um has kind of the acceptance and um and the adoption of additive manufacturing um for your customers kind of evolved over the years, do you think, as education around the technologies has grown? Because your capacity has, has certainly grown to, to keep up with that growth. Yeah. I think uh, the world is still learning, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I think we're at the very early stages 
of being able to tap into the potential of 3D printing. Mm -hmm. um, but more and more product developers are using, learning to use, know when they need to use the technology and how mm -hmm. to use the technology, and we're there to help them. We've invested in a number of different 3D printing technologies because they all do play some different roles. We've got several plastics technologies we've invested in, such as stereolithography, selective laser sintering, multi-jet fusion, and as well as the, uh, the carbon technology. Mm -hmm. we've, we've also um, invested in, in metal technologies, the direct metal laser sintering technologies, and we are evaluating always others that are out there. So that's the great thing about our business model is we're not wed to a single technology and the technologies play different roles depending on what the customer's part geometry is and what the problem they're trying to solve. Mm -hmm. and you just mentioned though the, the, the metal technology that you've recently installed. It's the, the G additive concept laser X-Line 2000R, which is quite a mouthful to say, but that is you know a, a large metal 3D printing system and, and just one example of, of the many you have in-house. So you mentioned you're constantly evaluating the technologies to invest in. What, what kind of things do you look for then in, in the next technology that you want to install? So we look for something that is going to have applications across a number of the types of, of problems and parts that our customers are looking to make. Mm -hmm. So when you, you mentioned the uh, GE X-Line, and we've also invested in an EOS 300, um, those are the larger platform um, direct metal laser sintering technologies. And what we're finding is our customers are moving toward larger and larger parts that allow them to manufacture um, a finished product that has you know, fewer individual components that need to be welded together. Instead, mm -hmm. they, make, they can produce one major assembly and incorporate into that various types of designs, whether they're trying to get light weighting or reduced use of material. So mm -hmm. it was a pull from our customers saying, Protolabs, we need bigger and bigger parts. And that prompted us to evaluate the technologies and make some investments. And what kind of customers then do, do you see using this new, um, at the EOS and the GE additive machines? So a lot of the large volume metal parts are coming from um, aerospace, as well as industrial uh, applications and dust, big industrial equipment applications. Mm -hmm. So it really is this idea of moving beyond the prototype in use for 3D printing towards production applications. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, they're usually not large, large volumes of those parts. Mm. But the, um, the, the applications bring a lot of value, whether it be to a, a, a chemical process or, a, or a, a, um, it's some kind of an industrial process or something with a space application or aerospace application. Mm -hmm. And speaking more about production and application examples, in, in just the last few years alone, we've seen so many different application areas and collaborations coming out of Labs from um, there is cutting edge devices for a Paralympic athlete to producing fashion pieces for the Met Gala, which is probably one of the few stories I think TCT Magazine and Vogue will ever have in common. Um, but can you talk about any projects or applications that, that may have stood out for you? Yes, Laura, I'd love to. And I'd actually like to talk a little bit about some of the applications that we've stepped up to and, and helped in this COVID pandemic that we're dealing with. Um, Protolabs very early made what we called our COVID commitment, which was to prioritize and really put additional resources around helping getting solutions to the medical community quickly in order to fight this pandemic. And there's a number of applications. We've actually, we're counting 5, 000, 5 million parts and counting already 
parts that are going into COVID applications. And we have over 20 active projects in production today, anything ranging from life-saving equipment, diagnostic systems, or PPE, or parts for ventilators and respirators. Some great examples um, for Michelin, we we were supplied over 10,000 parts for uh, reusable face shields in France. We've been the proud supplier of several parts that go into the Ventec Life Systems uh, uh, ventilator, which they're producing with General Motors. Um, we're producing uh, uh, head gear and uh, ventilator parts uh, across the, the different number of different applications. So those I'm really proud of because we're making such a difference in this time of need. And I'm really proud of our employees stepping up and what they've done to help these companies bring these products to market. Mm-hmm. It must be such an inspiring environment to be in at the minute. And it's been so interesting just, just to witness how the manufacturing industry, particularly additive, has responded to this pandemic. I mean, manufacturers like yourselves have been very quickly risen to this challenge to provide things like PP and, and, and the parts that you've just mentioned for the front line. And while the pandemic has highlighted the bottlenecks in the traditional supply chain of manufacturing, do you think the crisis has also helped to shine more of a positive light on companies like yourselves that have this ability to react very quickly to these urgent manufacturing needs. I, I do. I believe that this has shined light on a lot of people in the very front lines of manufacturing, whether it be manufacturing devices for our medical community or whether it even be manufacturing food products for us during this pandemic. Mm. I think this whole thing has shown a light on the very, very important role that manufacturing plays in innovation and solving problems problems we needed here for that this pandemic, but mm-hmm. also manufacturing the things that make the world work. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that people are realizing the importance that manufacturing has for us to be able to be the society that we are. And, 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 t- and sometimes we take that for granted. And mm-hmm. I think this has shown a light on that, that. No, we cannot take that for granted. We're very essential, essential businesses. Mm-hmm. And stepping away from that a little bit, um, as part of TCT's executive interview series, and we've talk, been talking an awful lot about sustainability. It's, of course, a huge topic that, that most industries are, are addressing in some way at the moment. Can you give us any insight into how Protolabs is addressing the topic of sustainability? And do you think there's maybe more that could be done by the wider manufacturing industry as a whole to address these challenges? So first, Laura, I, I am passionate about sustainability. I believe that um, the answers to sustain a, to the problems we've got around climate change are going to come from technologies, and it's going to come from companies collaborating together to find these solutions. And I've actually been, like I said, very inspired by what how companies have come together in this pandemic, and it tells me we can solve the problems around climate change and, and focus on sustainability. So I'm very encouraged. From a protolapse point of view, there's a couple of ways that um, that we show our commitment to sustainability, and one is in our operations. We mm-hmm. recycle everything. We recycle our our metal shavings, our plastics, our um, uh, our water. We uh, we use um, some renewable. We've got a solar. Uh, array that's in over one of our plants to allow us to take advantage of renewable energy. So mm-hmm. our operations, we embrace it every single day, but also our business model. If you think about it, one of the core things about our business model is we don't have minimum order quantities for customers. Mm-hmm. 
If you want to, if you need one part, we'll make you one. If you need 52, we'll make you 52. A lot of companies and manufacturers require you to buy 10,000 of something well, or 100,000 of something. Well, that quantity might be a 10-year supply and you might have a bunch of obsolescence and throw it away. Mm -hmm. For us, you just have to take what you need for your product at this point in time and eliminate the waste. Mm -hmm. And that business model itself, I think, drives um, for sustainability. Mm -hmm. That that's really interesting, and it's something that um, I think 3D printing in particular kind of really um, tries to um, set itself apart with. As you said, this idea that you don't need to manufacture millions and millions of parts; you, you can manufacture just what you need, and, and more specifically, at, at the point of need. Yes, exactly, exactly. And again, with um, an additive process like that, um, you have less waste. Or when, when you do powder beds, that waste can be recycled. Mm -hmm. and used in future in future batches. So I think 3D printing is a is also a sustainable process, but I think our whole business model is sustainable even with the way we do injection molding and CNC machining. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you about the things that are exciting you about the industry at the minute, but we've pretty much talked throughout this entire interview about the various things that you're really um, enthusiastic about right now, particularly the, the current um, and COVID-19 related devices. So um, I know that previously you, you've spoken about the need to um, attract the right talent into the manufacturing industry. So um, do you think there's more that could be done to get those new people excited about manufacturing and get the message out there about what manufacturing and a career in manufacturing looks like right now? Yeah, we work on it every day because um, we're a growing company and we need the talent in manufacturing to solve the really big problems that are facing the world. Mm -hmm. And it's talent across a lot of different um, types of roles, whether it be software developers or engineers or people on our plant floor. So I think the thing we try to do at Protolabs is help people understand what does manufacturing mean today? It's mm -hmm. not dark. It's not dirty. It's very high tech. It's very clean. It's it's safe. And so helping people see what, what is manufacturing today, I think, is a really important transition. And I think young people are beginning to understand that. And they're getting uh, exposed to 3D printing in, uh, in early, uh, ch early childhood today. And I think that's great because they're going to see that that science and that technology is something that's going to really change the way we make things in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You're so right. It's not just about this traditional idea of manufacturing that a lot of people have had in their heads for a long time. It, it is about the technology and things like software that, that maybe you don't always think about when you're looking at careers in the industry. Exactly. Exactly. The software developers used to think, well, I have to go join a software company. Well, when you talk to software developers at Protolabs, what they love is the fact that they're building software that's going to build concrete things and really solve those problems for customers. So our mission and our purpose is really something that our software developers embrace as well. And it's what differentiates us from joining a, um, a SaaS company, for example. Mm -hmm. So after two decades, Protolabs continues to grow and expand new territories and invest in new technologies and facilities. In fact, just this morning, we heard how the company has begun working on its European expansion with another £10 million investment there. So can you talk about your ambitions for the company and what we can expect to see from Protolabs next? 
So what I'd like, first of all, we're going to continue to solve our customers' problems and live our mission and our values. And, and that is exciting. That's what, that's what grounds us every single day. But we're actually um, going to be entering into the next phase of the company. We've announced what we call Protolabs 2.0, but we're, we're, we're investing in uh, architecture and a customer experience that's going to even be more enhanced going forward. So very, very excited to be introducing that to the marketplace um, as we close out 2020 and move into 2021. And that's going to set us up for the next 20 years. 